Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. I like to remind folks that even though we have David Cutcliffe of Duke as one of the only weekly guests in the history of our program, just for the record there in Vaught, make sure people understand. Dabo Sweeney of Clemson dropped by this week. Mac Brown also dropped by recently. Eli Drinkwitz of App and Mike Houston of ECU and Will Healy of Charlotte dropped by representing their FBS-level programs. Dave Clausen of Wake was just with us. Dave Doran of NC State joins us tomorrow. We do love Coach Cut, but we like others as well. David Cutcliffe's taking his Blue Devils with a winning record to Virginia Tech this weekend. They get the national TV spotlight on Friday night. Coach Cut, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Thank you, David. Sounds like you've been taking some grief, brother. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll step up for you any day of the week, well, man. Well, I appreciate that, but I think people also have to understand just the friendship and respect we have all fulfilled with just other things in our lives. Yeah. Um, whether it's Catholic charities or whatever is a good, good, good community service, I think you and I are. Very common in that group. And then the other thing is family. Yeah. Uh, so people just can understand. And I celebrate all these great coaches we have in this state and the fans. I think it's pretty special. I, I you know, People forget I drive all over this state recruiting and I have a lot of people come up to me that are fans of all of the schools yeah. that you mentioned. And uh, I think it's pretty wonderful that we have such a unique college football state, college basketball, college sports. But I'm a football coach, so a unique college football environment. I've come to believe in our crazy industry that 90% of people are reasonable, and there's just always going to be the 10% that harass you or me for this or that or whatever. I'm from Philly originally, so I have really thick skin, so I just keep moving. But I agree with everything Coach Cut said about the nature of our amazing, fun, uh, professional relationship. All right, we're going to talk about your Blue Devils trip to Blacksburg, but let's start here. <laughs> you are this quarterback's guru. You did mentor Peyton and Eli Manning. It is such a weird set of dynamics here, Coach. Daniel Jones has his first successful start at the NFL level for the New York Giants, your former Duke star. And Eli Manning, of course, the veteran, your former Ole Miss star, is taking a back seat. What did you see from Dan? or maybe hear from him in the aftermath? And how do you describe how that even-keeled Eli Manning guy is handling this uh, chapter of his career? Yeah, it's, it's complex. You know, when I first heard it, I actually heard it from uh, Archie, and um, which I was appreciative of. I had a big old hole in my stomach. Mm. Um, Eli Manning's been the Giants quarterback for a long time, and we have an extreme closeness um, you also know that I was immediately nervous and happy for, for Daniel. So I'm, I went around half a day about as emotional as I've, I've been, you know, <laughs> thank goodness it was an open date because I wasn't worth a darn, you know what I mean? So, but, um, yeah, I, I will tell you first, just to answer your questions, what has impressed me uh, or what did impress me about Daniel watching the fourth quarter Sunday. And it's the same thing and watching preseason, it's, I knew he could throw it. His command of their offense, he looked so far from being a rookie and, and getting out of the huddle, getting set, people where they're supposed to be, any verbiage that he has to say, he looks like he's been doing it for 10 years. And it doesn't necessarily surprise me, but when you watch a quarterback or you watch a game, that's immediately what I look at to see if a guy's really prepared well. 
um, which which he had. And um very, very proud of that. When I spoke with him um, Tuesday, excuse me, Monday night, uh, we spoke on the phone and we just talked about, about the game and all of that. But what, what we ended up talking about was, you know, how, how do you handle this? And I told him the one thing for me in handling 44 years of coaching was that um, I try to live in the moment. And I think it's the highest form of sanity is to live in the present. If mm. we let ourselves worry about the next game or the next practice, uh, if we worry about what we did behind us, uh, it, it will it literally will drive you crazy yeah. and you won't last. And I said, so to last, if you live in the present and you're focused on what you're doing, you're not going to hear noise, neither good or bad. So let's just stay who, true to who you are, because that is. And then I asked him, I said, what are you doing tomorrow? I knew it was their off day. And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to go in you know, pretty early, and I'm going to get a good lift, and I'm going to do some cardio, and then I'm meeting Eli at 9 to watch film of wow. the next apartment. Cool. And, and I almost cried because yeah. – Daniel was doing what I expected him to do on an off day. But the fact that Eli, and I know Eli's one play away from, from being their guy again, and he, he'll treat it that way. He's going to work. But the fact that he's willing to go in there with him and work, and I think the world saw Eli's response after the game with Daniel. And um, I, I couldn't be prouder to know a man more than I am Eli Manning. And um, all day Tuesday, it just kept kind of staying with me, picturing those two in there together from nine to three working. How great is that, you know? Super so cool. It Super. is. And um, you know, when, when, when the dust settles on an athlete, I don't care whether you're a high school athlete or a junior high athlete, when your career ends, the best thing anybody could say about you wouldn't have anything to do with the statistic. It would be that he was the best teammate I ever played with. And I think Eli, although he's got all these great stats, is proving to people that he he is a phenomenal teammate. And that's the way we want to be remembered, in my opinion, in athletics. David Cutcliffe is joining us on the David Glenn Show. He was the National Coach of the Year in college football six years ago, of course, with the Duke Blue Devils. He's been the ACC Coach of the Year. He's been the SEC Coach of the Year. His Devils visit Virginia Tech Friday night in the national TV game on ESPN. You shared a story earlier this week that I believe is a perfect transition from us talking about your interesting New York Giants ties to, of course, your full-time job leading the Duke Blue Devils. And I don't want to get any of the details wrong here, but you described quite the ruckus with your Duke football team as you guys apparently tuned in to Daniel Jones' success oh. story, right? I'm, yeah. Like, elaborate on that because for I remember several possessions in a row there, Coach, where it was either a punt or a turnover for Daniel, and yet he kept the composure. And when I, – I, I don't know when you guys got to the TV screen, but what a happy ending. How would you describe the picture with so many of his former teammates cheering him along? Well, it was pretty interesting. We came off the field. See, remember, we're playing Friday night. You just mentioned that. So Sunday was our Tuesday practice. Okay. So we practiced 
it was and and I knew they were a little irritated. We were practicing during the kickoff of the Giants game. <laughs> so but we had a great practice. They focused, went in and showered. So we normally go straight to watching practice tape, but we weren't gonna have any of that. So every television in the yo, every screen, we even got it on the big screen um and streamed it. So everybody here was watching that game. And at the the touchdown run at the end, it shook this building. Hmm. Uh, but when the guy missed the field goal, you could have heard this celebration all over this campus. And I, I, I you know, and then I get pictures start rolling in from from people that are there of that group. Not long after the game ended, of our guys all group of non-scholarship players that came in with Daniel. And I'm like, wow, they're all down there. Art went down there. You know, there was what what a group of, of Duke representation. So I did get emotional. Uh, you know, it was hard to get back watching tape. And we did. We got back to work. But, man, what an event. I heard that you said – that you had a feeling. I mean, Coach, you, you're like my Obi-Wan Kenobi of the football world. If you told me, I really have a feeling that this guy's going to miss this kick, or vice versa. I really have a feeling in my football gut that this guy's going to make this kick, whatever. Y- you said in that emotional, that hyper-emotional state, you just knew that that kick was going to go that way well, and that Daniel was going to get that win. That's crazy. I did. I told everybody midway through the fourth quarter about – maybe 10 minutes ago, I said, we're going to win 32 to 31. And they looked at me kind of funny. I said, I'm just telling you, we're going to win 32-31, which we did. And then when they when Evans caught the long pass, and it was obvious they were going to kick a field goal, and I said, it's inevitable. I mean, I'm just telling you guys he's going to miss the kick. And uh, <clears throat> so, hey, Florida is a good place to go wide right. Right, the state. <laughs> That's a fact. Just, just ask Bobby Bowden, right? <laughs> so um, I, I just, yeah, it it was a fairy tale. I did remind him that they're not going to all be fairy tale endings. Um, That's only in Hansel and Gretel, right? So we're uh, we're back to reality, and that's the beautiful part of it. He's prepared for that. Speaking of reality, Duke is playing its first conference game. The Hokies are 0-1 in conference play, but you both take a winning record into Friday night's matchup, 2-1 Devils at 2-1 Hokies. I have a goofy question and then a serious question. As a visiting coach, do you have a full appreciation for what has become a famous, iconic, enter Sandman crazy entry at, at Lane Stadium? And then more seriously, you know, how do you outline the nature of this challenge against the Hokies in Blacksburg? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's awesome. I used to tell uh, when, when Frank was there, I used to tell him, man, this is amazing. You know, I said, you, you must sit down and at some point in time think about what y'all built here. Uh, and I said, from the entrance to looking up uh, to the rock, you know, and yeah. the stadium, it's just gorgeous. It's college football and hats off to the fans and to all of those coaches and players through the years. And then certainly uh, Justin Fuente and, and his people. Uh, 
So I do like I like college football. I like that atmosphere. I mean, who who cannot like it? Amen. You know, but um, then then it gets real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Virginia Tech is gonna. They're hard to beat in recruiting for us. Um, and it's been that way since we've been here. I think it was new to them that they had a battle with us. But uh, I have such respect for their talent. Um, Bud Foster, this is the 12th year in a row playing against his defenses. And, geez, you know, and he's legendary for a reason. And then um, Justin Fuente, I tried to recruit him when he was in high school. Hmm. I've known him a long time. We played played his Memphis team when he was at Memphis. He's a heck of a football coach. So uh, between their crowd, um, they have a great – I love his offensive system. I think he does a great job of balance. And then, of course, Bud Foster, everybody's had a hard time with Bud through the years. So it's a huge challenge. Um, and then you you intensify the fact that it's, you know, a Friday night, you got a short week. You're you're leaving on a different day. You're 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 missing different classes in school. If your players, people don't think about that. Yeah. We miss all day Friday. We never miss all of our classes. We're a late leaving team, even when we fly out. So yeah, you got to kind of balance, you know, handling your team well enough to play well. And then with that said, you got to go handle the adversity that Virginia Tech can inflict as a football team. So I love these challenges. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Our team is relatively healthy. Our team is in a good emotional state. And here we go, ACC football. It's, it's coming, you know, so jump right in with both feet. I don't want to keep you into your next interview, so be as brief on this as you need to be. Remind us of your bottom line on Friday Night Football because we talk about, you know, making the TV partners happy, et cetera, but some high school coaches and families don't like it. It's not your decision, obviously, but what is your bottom line there? Well, I, 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 I'm going to just use the word despise. I, I truly despise. Uh. I mean, I, I went to a high school football game in North Carolina last week, and – how did I love it? You know, I mean, Friday nights are for high school football, period. And I understand why this is happening in college football, but I don't have to agree to it. I'm not an administrator, so I'm not sitting in those meetings. I'm not a conference commissioner, and I realize money makes the world go round, but I sure wish we would look at some better way to do it. Well put, Coach. Thanks, as always, for the time and the visit and the reflections. Keep up the good work and good luck in Blacksburg. Thanks, David. Take care. You got it.